0: we're going to play music how okay, exciting we're going to
1: play music um give some minute i got to find the music <laughs> okay
0: hello i'm arafa i'm in the uk
1: and i'm Muhammad. and i'm also in the uk Ooh.
0: Hello and welcome to our first ever space.
1: Oh, requesting to speak. All right, we're so yeah. If you want to uh, call in, that's totally okay. We're gonna take uh, callers a little bit later as we get the show going. But yeah, definitely, uh, you know, request if you want to speak. We're gonna take callers later, which is gonna be super fun.
0: So hello everyone, thank you for joining us. Um, as Mohammed said, he's in the UK with me, so we're not communicating across the Atlantic. Ooh. We've got loads to talk about. We're gonna talk about our competition that we held on Twitter. Um, to win a 3D printed version of the Zanvert track. We're going to talk about Muhammad's very special trip to Brackley today. Um, and then we're going to play a little What If game, a bit like Marvel What If. Not that is fun. Not as fun. Not well, as maybe fun. a little bit more maybe, fun. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about emotions and sports and uh, maybe get some of your input on that as well. So before we even get going, let's talk about our competition. So earlier this week, we had talked about our sponsor, Little Prince 3D. Who have kindly given us a track of the uh, a 3d printed track of sandvort and um we randomly selected someone that had retweeted and liked it and i'm very glad to say they're actually with us today so mancy verma well done on Woo! winning a track! congratulations we will get it out to you in the post uh, as soon as possible oh
1: look out of context Toto i know i'm here. so excited that they've joined this i'm a huge fan of you out of context, total wolf.
0: I'm a huge fan of you as well, Mohammed. Oh,
1: that's so cute. <laughs>
0: um, right. But Mohammed, why don't you tell our listeners about your trip to Brackley today?
1: Oh, my God. So the highlight. So I, I, I'm in the UK for a lot of different reasons. To see Arfa. that's part of it. But the real reason and why I scheduled this, my sister's here. She's going to kill me for it later. But it's because I wanted to visit the holy ground of Formula One, Brackley United Kingdom which is such a holy ground you actually can't get to it directly you need to take a bus and then take a a train and then you get to like you know do some stuff to get there but i went there and i took a picture next to the mercedes amg patronus formula one team sign and i have to tell you r i was underwhelmed (laughs) (laughs) so okay it's so exciting to, to be there that part is exciting but like you see pictures of the, you know, like when Dan Ricardo won in Monza yeah. and all the people were out in front of the McLaren Technology Center. It looks gorgeous. And you have yeah. all these like sweeping shots of the MTC and Drive to survive Okay, no offense, but Mercedes isn't really like that. In yeah. fact, when we showed up in the taxi, I thought we were just at like a Mercedes dealership. And I thought the taxi guy got it wrong because I told him, can you take me to the Mercedes F1 headquarters in Brackley? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought he just took me to a dealership. And I was like, okay, this is a dealership, but there's, like, no Mercedes cars outside. And then I got closer, and I was like, oh, there's the sign with the eight-time world champions. And then the building next to me that I assumed was the dealership was actually the the building for the Formula E team. And, like, I was, like, told my sister, like, hey, can you take a picture of me in front of this building? Because it said, like, Stoffel Van uh, Van Dorn, world champion. And I was Uh so excited. And as I approached the building, like, the doors opened, and it was, like – you can just walk into it, <laughs> which is not how the other Formula One teams are. Like, I could have just walked in and been like, hey, I'm here for the tour, and like, just conned con my way in. But the actual Formula One team is, like, the the actual building is, like, down the road a little bit behind the gate. So you can't go there unless you have a special invitation to go. And there's, like, a, a security thing in front, so you can't cross it. And you can't even see the building. Ooh. So the only thing you can really see is the sign that says 8-time World Champions. Yeah and then the Formula E team, which looks like a dealership. Yeah. But the one thing I'll say is that the sign is really cool. And when you get to see the, it just says champion 2021, it doesn't say like a uh, constructor. constructor. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool to look at that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there you go. So it was, yeah. it was really
0: fun. So the factories I've been to are the McLaren technology center, which feels so futuristic. And then Enstone, which I think like Mercedes is kind of like a very business warehouse. And it's, yeah. I think McLaren are really, really onto something special. Um. But speaking of the Brackley team and Lewis Hamilton's race, shall we get into what happened at the Dutch Grand Prix, how we were feeling? And uh, maybe we'll open up the floor to some of the people that are listening just now to hear their thoughts and conspiracy theories. We're all here for the weird and wacky conspiracy theories. Uh, (laughs) So how did you find the
1: race? So I I got to watch it in a sports bar, which I guess you guys don't have sports bars, but they make them in the UK for Americans like me who are visitors. That's so funny, because I really thought it was part of your culture. So I showed up there, and they're serving like all this American food, like pizza and wings. And I'm like, oh, it's like
0: home. Pizza, that classic (laughs) American food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, right. So I I was watching it in the sports bar, and it was really nice to hear everyone cheer whenever, like, Lewis did something cool, and when everybody go whoa, and when he did, like, he almost hit Carlos. So that was really cool. But yeah, definitely, I was, like, completely heart shattered coming out of that. Yeah. Um, But I have, like, a special... I have a thing that made me feel better that I want to share, but why don't you tell me about how your experience was watching the race?
0: So I was watching at home and it was... It's difficult because there were definitely moments in the race where I was really excited Yeah. because I was like, oh... This
1: is the win. Yeah, I
0: I think coming into it, for whatever reason, I thought my expectation was we'll be the third fastest team. Yeah. Um, It'll be between Red Bull and Ferrari. Max will come first and then it's a question of what Leclerc can do. and I thought, you know, we'll come fourth and maybe sneak a third or something like that. And then as it went on, I was getting more and more and more hopeful, yeah and then things just fell apart. And when the safety car happened, I texted you and I said, yeah safety car. Um, and I just felt because you know we weren't fast enough to win on pace, It had to be through strategy and yeah, it was it was unfair because Mercedes did everything right and through things that are out of their control. Like, you look at Ferrari. They did such a bad pit stop on Carlos. And so they took Carlos out of the podium through their own wrongdoing. Yeah. So that's like a different type of frustration. Yeah. But when you're frustrated because something has happened that you can't even control, that's sometimes harder because it just feels like the universe is being You know, unfair. I just want to say
1: somebody on Twitter said, in this race, Ferrari got a podium despite doing everything they could to not get yeah. a podium. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Ferrari are just really special it's got to the point where i want them to win something because I, know. I started watching formula one 2007 2008 yeah these were the guys that were fighting against lewis yeah so i was always like i, had this I hate of, them yeah. i hate them but i had this mclaren ferrari rivalry okay, in my yeah. head so I, I never wanted ferrari to succeed um but yeah now now it is, it's gone on for so long i feel bad
1: <laughs> um so if anybody else is listening that had some you know their experiences; they want to share it. watching the race. Definitely request yourself. Yeah,
0: put your hand up, and we'll. we'll yeah, and if we'd not, love we'll to just hear continue what you on
1: thought. with the show. um So here, here is my sort of take from it, and it, I, it, it occurred to me when we got the second, um uh safety car that I was like, you know what, it's actually not that bad that he didn't win this race. I know it really felt like he was going to win the race, mm. but. I I think it would have been difficult no matter what happened. And here's why this is my what if game Okay, so what if you know, there's no safety cars Lewis is 14 seconds behind max. He's in his pit window, uh, which means that he's gonna have to uh, Fight max on used mediums while max is on fresh soft tires at the end of the race That is his best shot of winning. That's what we all thought was gonna happen But really what are the chances that he can hold off max on fresh softs, right? Now, the first you know, safety car happens with Yuka Sonoda, and you kind of start thinking, okay, this is what screwed Mercedes over. But here's the thing, regardless of whether George stayed out, if George and uh, Lewis both stayed out on track, then George is a buffer between backs. Mm. Maybe he holds him up for three or four laps, but with 10 laps or 12 laps remaining, he's not holding him up for 12 laps. Yeah. He just can't. So Lewis still loses. And the only thing really that happened with George coming out and coming back in is that he hurt Mercedes from getting a double podium. That was basically it. So at that point... Yeah, there's
0: different ways of looking at it. So Mercedes, by their own estimation, Verstappen was going to come out eight seconds behind Lewis. Yeah. So eight seconds, I think he would have made up very, very quickly. Yeah, a couple laps. Um, And the other thing about George coming... This this whole theory, because even Rosberg was on saying... They should have left them both on mediums. Yeah. Um, and you know, if Lewis hadn't had the engine thing, maybe he would have broken away better. Yeah. So I don't think it was, they completely threw it away. They just would have made it a little bit harder for Max. Yeah. And who knows what would have happened. Had they put both of them on softs, I think that would have given them more of a fighting chance and they would have finished yeah. with Lewis probably ahead of So George. if
1: Lewis goes on softs, right, he comes out behind Max, but he can he really attack Max. That's one of the, because Lewis had the net lead.
0: But he was 2.6 seconds ahead of George. He might have come out. Oh, I see. Of the sort of neck and neck with my, it, Basically, it was all too tight. Basically,
1: we, th- here's my takeaway from the whole thing. We have enough pace that we no longer need all the stars to align to win a race. I think we have definitely closed the gaps in Silverstone. Is there, is there a request?
0: Sorry, no, no. There's no one's requested, but Carly's here, so I'm very excited. Woo! Me and Carly went to high school together.
1: Oh, that's so nice. And now
0: she's a surgeon, and I am um, a nobody sat with you.
1: How come none of the people I went to high school with are listening to us live?
0: Because you're a nobody sat with me.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, two point yeah. six
0: seconds, soft tires. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So I I, I just think that you know we're at a place now. Like when we when Silverstone, that was the first time Lewis was in the lead and fighting for a win. Mm. We needed a million different things to go yeah. right. Right. And then it just didn't hungry. It was sort of the same. But it was a little bit better, but again, we needed everything to go. Right. I didn't feel like that watching this race. I didn't feel like we need every single second to go. Right. I really felt like we had a chance yeah. and Mercedes, even again, Wolf came out today and said, he's going to keep fighting for that. win. Lewis wants that win more than me and you, when he's yeah. the one in the car leading the race, he's going to put everything he can into getting that win. So yeah. I have full faith in Lewis Hamilton, uh, the greatest Formula One driver of all time. To pull off a win In a car that is getting better With every race Now I don't think That's going to happen in Monza But again Nobody thought Zanvort Was going to be a Mercedes track Like yeah. even when we were talking About what tracks Will they do well at And Zanvort wasn't on the list Yeah So I think we still have hope Honestly I still think that there's a chance uh, Correct, Scarborough Who has been watching Formula 1 And knows the intri- intricacies Better than me and you Says we'll get two wins And somebody on uh, F1 Twitter I don't remember who Said we're going to get Three wins So I'm going to one up them We're going to get four wins What?
0: <laughs> i'd be happy with one
1: yeah
0: <laughs> honestly i would celebrate that win like an eighth world championship
1: yeah oh oh yeah 100 uh, percent. if we had already won a race by now i would have stopped caring I about i
0: would have stopped the- caring about everything 100 <laughs> percent.
1: none of it would have bothered
0: me I'd anymore be like, oh, for i'd have been stuff. like no no oh,
1: well. let me help max to the to the, to the champion trophy Just finish the yeah finish, wrap it up faster would <laughs> like yeah. better than me oh, we have a request we have a request so let's approve hello mancy we're gonna break this aren't we Oh my god, I hope we don't... Did we end the live? Maybe. No, we didn't. No, she's a speaker. Okay, Hi, Mancy. Speak. Oh, she's Hello. muted. Woo! Okay. This is working. Can you guys hear me? We yes, can. we can.
0: Thank you so much for staying up so late.
2: Oh, uh, I'm working. I'm actually
1: blowing off work to listen to your face. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mancy, what is your hot take for us this episode?
2: Just angry
1: because Mercedes did not bet Lewis. Uh yeah, so you know that's a good point. I was saying I was gonna say that I don't know what George was thinking and one of the most frustrating things is that the season thus far, Mercedes hasn't favored one driver over the other. They just haven't. But in this race it really felt like they favored George over Lewis. And it's like why? Like you haven't done that all season. What are they fighting for? Why yeah. would you throw this away?
0: But I felt like George made that decision and they didn't override him. Let's see what Pranish has to say.
2: Yeah. uh I mean, George made that decision, but they they could have pitted Lewis in the sec in yeah. the next lap. Like the safety car was out uh, long enough for Lewis to also make a pit stop under the safety car. He might have come out behind uh, Max. I don't know if he would have been able to uh, fight Max for the win, but he would have definitely finished second.
1: Like would have been Yeah, yeah. 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 I definitely think we would have had a P2. I agree with you on that. Yeah.
2: We could have had
1: a P two, P three, uh, but at least a double podium, I think, which would have been a nice consolation prize. So it is it is certainly frustrating and it was very painful. Uh I'm gonna bring in Pranusha. Pranusha, what do you have to say? Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Is your first
3: other space? Yeah.
1: I know. We only broke
0: it once. How are so, you? Where are you? And thank you for staying up late.
3: Oh yeah, no, I was watching Barcelona match. I'm so I'm super happy that our club won today.
0: Oh, congrats! It's
3: <laughs> a.m. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't sleep anyway. <laughs> Good.
0: <laughs> um. So, did you manage to sleep on Sunday night though after that race?
3: Oh no, I was way really too depressed. I was angry. I was sad. I mean, it was so frustrating. Uh, because I was really hoping for that win. I was, I mean, I, I believe at one point that like, Lewis is going to win. Yeah. Lewis was going to win. But yeah, we all saw what happened. Uh, I was mad at Mercedes as well because they made a wrong call. I don't yeah. know whose idea was it to pick. I didn't even watch the... I, mean, I think they put out this thing They usually put out. What is it called? I'm sorry, you guys.
0: What, the safety call? The,
3: the debrief. I'm um, sorry. I think oh yeah, the
0: debrief. Debris. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. it was the it was the mistake I was mad I was really mad I mean up until then every day I was like no I mean they didn't do this uh, no favorism all that I don't know what to say about it right now um but I was so sad I was really really sad I was angry first of all yeah and then yeah I'm still angry and sad I don't know it's been this way since the beginning of the season. Uh, Every week, every race weekend, we kind of
1: hope for a better result, and then you know, we all know
0: how it ends up. Yeah, so I think this thing about being angry. Um, I was talking with Mohammed earlier about um, why is it that we get so emotional with sports? You know, whatever the team is that you support, whether it's Formula One or football or rugby or whatever it is there's you know there's that meme that people have said you know people pick a sports team when they're 11 years old and then that's the thing that just upsets yeah. them for the rest of their life um, and it's like why do we let these things upset us and i i don't know i i want to look more into the psychology of being a fan because definitely on sunday night i was angry yeah as well um and i was saying this to muhammad whenever a bad race happens I'm, I'm always upset or angry on the sunday but i tend to wake up on a monday morning and I'm okay again. Yeah. <laughs> but Sunday's definitely tough. And yeah. I think this thing about every week, you know, wanting a win, wanting a win. Um, you know, I remember 2010, 2011, Lewis racing in those days when you knew he wasn't going to win the championship, but you enjoyed the wins. And actually one of the races that really sticks in my memory is from Korea. Yeah. Where he had like AstroTurf stuck in the side of his car. And any, anyone else would have retired the car. But he plowed on to finish in P10 just for one point. He fought Sergio Perez for one point. Yeah, And that's the kind of stuff that you, know, you, 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 st- it <coughs> you stick with that in your mind. And you're like, yeah. okay, if other people can fight this hard for the little things, then it sort of inspires you as well.
1: The other uh, thing is, I think we as fans have gotten really attached to this one win because we need something to hold on to. And we just yeah. found this... I actually don't think it's, like, that big of a deal. I know you actually brought this up a couple of weeks ago, RFI, but even if Lewis doesn't get the win this year, that is one record that didn't get upheld amongst many, many, many records. And let's say next year he wins the championship, and that's eight championships in three different eras. He will go down as the undisputed GOAT because nobody else has done that. And I think that is, like, nobody will remember this one year that he went without a win. They'll remember how, like, crappy the W13 was as a car. But they won't be like, oh, yeah, Lewis isn't that great. He doesn't have a win in every year, you know. So I, I think that if he wins a championship, which I definitely think he will before he retires. Yeah. I think it'll erase all the pain that we're going through. I
0: right I really like that he has this record where he's won a race every season. Yeah. And when I'm saying things like we need to be able to enjoy just the good performances, the persistence. And, you know, it's not all that important. Um. To have the win this year, yeah, I'm saying that through my head to try and like uh, preemptively um, take care of my broken heart because I know I will be broken hearted if he doesn't
1: win. Lewis Hamilton last year he had four races to win in a row, yeah, and he did it to win the championship. Yeah, in a car that was not necessarily the fastest all year long. Maybe it was in the beginning, but certainly Mm. not in the middle, and he pulled it off. He won four races in a row. The last one was stolen from him. But he did, like, I think when push comes to shove, I think he really performs. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta have faith in Lewis Hamilton. It's funny, because we're all depressed. And after the loss, our friend Adam, in one of our uh, group chats, he was the one who messaged us and said, you guys know that Lewis Hamilton believes he can win, so you should believe he can win too. Like, it was like, like, even though he's a Red Bull fan, it was like the clarity that came from the house, like, you know, wow, like, Yeah. yeah. Like you really got to believe.
0: Yeah, I think had we had this performance today at, like, race five or six, yeah, I would have been totally okay with it because I, felt, I would have felt at that time there's so many more races left. Yeah. Whereas I think with every race that passes, you're like, oh, the chances are becoming less and less and less, and that's a bit stressful.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of stressful, there's something we got to talk about that a lot of people are talking about, and that is the relationship between teams. Yeah.
0: Red Bull and baby Red Bull.
1: Yeah, you know, like it's funny because people keep saying oh, there's there's no collusion There's nothing between Red Bull and and Alcatore like ignoring the fact that for years they were called Toro Rosso Which literally means Red Bull Mm. and they're the only team that has a b-side sister team Mm. on, on the grid and it's just it's so crazy to me that like Anytime something happens there's going to be question marks like, is it because they are colluding? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think are fun?
0: So I think junior teams used to be seen as a way of training your drivers yeah. before they moved up. Yeah. So, you know, Haas and Ferrari have a very close relationship. Alfa Romeo in the past used to have a much closer relationship. And all the junior Ferrari drivers like Felipe Massa, Kimi Raikkonen, Charles Leclerc, they used to start in Sauber. Even Sergio Perez, he was a Ferrari, Ferrari driver academy. And they used to move up to Ferrari from there. Um, when Yuki pulled over, yeah, and then was let out again. It's and very then strange. Pulled over
1: friend, talk, just just mention the order of events because it's so weird.
0: Yeah, so he comes in for a pit stop and he goes out, and then he says mm, the t- loose tire or something. Something's not right. So he comes in to the pit stop. They fasten his seatbelts because he's yeah. undone them. They change the tires and they send him out again. And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. I mean, in the pit lane, again, he says something's wrong, but you can't stop in the pit lane because they think he's going to block it. So they tell him to go out and stop on the track. So weird. And it...
1: They could just retire the car on the spot. Yeah. He doesn't have to to stop. They can just retire the car.
0: And it just feels so convenient that it... Like, I think Verstappen would have won anyway, but it was a massive help to him. And... People started talking about conspiracy theories. And I think the bit of this that's annoying, and Spanners had a really good tweet about it, was it was all probably just coincidence and bad luck. And I accept that. It was all just a horrible time. Well,
1: I don't accept that, but I'll tell you what I think.
0: um, The other thing is what happened in Singapore in 2008 when Nelson Piquet and the Renault team cheated was also just bad luck until suddenly people proved otherwise. So I, I think it's okay for people to say, this is a bit suspicious. We need yeah, to be able definitely. to look into this. Um, and then it blew up into lots of people saying, we don't tolerate the abuse that's going towards the Red Bull strategist, Hannah Schmidt, and the AlphaTauri team. And I don't know if this is a thing about being in echo chambers on Twitter. I didn't actually see any abusive tweets. I maybe, didn't see anything against Maybe Hannah's it's book. because of the people the I The only stuff
1: I saw is that like there was a Red Bull account that said, I'm sorry I lost faith in you, Hannah. We will never lose faith in you again. Which, first of all, okay, if there are Red Bull fans listening, stop simping for Hannah Schmidt. I'm pretty sure she's like a married woman with like a life. You don't need to simp after her. Adam sends us photos of her. Yeah, why? Stop simping after (laughs) (laughs) her. Stop it. (laughs) I'd say the same thing if people were simping after like Angela or something like that on our side. Don't do it. Okay, continue.
0: I don't even know what I was going to say.
1: You're just oh, so the abuse against her. Yeah, so so there's the abuse. one yeah, account yeah. So said maybe that. there was lots of yeah. abuse.
0: I don't know. I, I don't want. But lots of people were then saying there wasn't lots of abuse. Why are people saying, uh, like all oh, Lewis Hamilton fans are abusive and stuff? And I think this is part of where Twitter gets messy. Um, my advice, what I do, and I, I do this more on my other Twitter page, the my meme reg one. Um, I just sit and block loads of people, and That's it's nice. a really fun activity to just. Sit and mass block people mm-hmm. and just delete them from your lives because.
1: Is that why you blocked me on Twitter?
0: No, but I asked Karun Chanduk to block you. <sighs> um, and that's been hilarious ever His since. His dad
1: knows your dad. I since feel like when? Karun Chanduk you say that?
0: knows a friend uh, that I went to uni with. They were oh, friends from back in the so day. So
1: that's how yeah. you're going to get me unblocked. Unblocked, yes. Unblocked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, what I'll say to people is I don't know what actually happened or what didn't happen. I think it's fair enough to raise conspiracy theories. I don't I, I agree with Spanners when he said um, all these pundits that are so what do you say? Indignant with rage that anyone would dare suggest that an F1 team would cheat. There's so many recent and blatant examples of F1 teams cheating. That um, yeah, I think it's fair enough to ask the question how you ask. Yeah, OK, don't be abusive to people, but I think it's fair enough to ask. Uh, And my recommendation to people is just block loads of people. It's really fun. Um, You don't need these people in your lives. Just get rid of them.
1: So do you remember Abu Dhabi 2021? It was Uh like a race that happened.
0: Uh, I've heard of it.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) one of the things that really stuck out to me in Abu Dhabi 2021 was at a certain point, Sergio Perez went on the radio and he said, they asked him, do you want to pit right now? And he said, pit me if it's going to benefit Max. Let's do whatever we can to help Max. Mm. And you know, at the time, whatever, Max is time for a championship. But that attitude of let's do whatever we can to help Max, I think is something that Red Bull is very open about in the way they run their team. And I think it's very implicit in the way AlphaTori is run. We've seen many times, I think Qatar 2021 was another example where um, they told Pierre, we are not going to hold up Max, right? And mm. then Pierre had to move to the side. So we've seen collusion between the two teams in the past and they're very open about it. So I think when things like this happen, it definitely raises question marks and I think it's okay. And I don't think you're a conspiracy theorist and I don't think you're being extra or anything crazy by bringing it up. And somebody might say, okay, but what does Red Bull have to gain from it? They're a hundred thousand points ahead in the championship. Well, you know, like Renault wasn't fighting for a championship when they pulled off their crash gate. So you don't really need to be fighting for anything. It's just Ooh. the way you run. I think what happened was Yuki Tsunoda really had an issue, and then he told the pit wall. They brought him in. When they brought him in, somebody on either side, either Red Bull or AlfaTauri, realized we have an opportunity. So let's get him to go out again and stop to cause a safety car. I think it was. I think the first time it was real, and the second time was an influence. And again, we see things like this all the time. What well, it was um, Spa, where both alfatori started from the pit lane mm. which magically gifted Verstappen two spots on the grid. Mm. So they do stuff like this. I think it's fair to call So it
0: I, I, I think <coughs> it was incompetence on alfatori's part rather yeah. than but we have someone that wants to speak. So Vision, we're just gonna approve your speakeriness. Can we hear you? This you... is how we start
1: every episode. Oh, Can no. I hear you? Can I hear Can you? Hear you? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hi. You're muted, Vision. All right, so we'll continue until Vision can find the unmute button. It's very complicated.
0: My thing is, I think the on-track stuff is harder to be a conspiracy theory, especially the sending Yuki out again. I think that was just gross incompetence. Um, I think the flip side to that and what people say was, well, what about the times in the past when Aston Martin have moved out the way for um, Mercedes or George Mm -hmm. Russell didn't really hold up Mercedes and all that kind of stuff? Um, So I think it's really tricky. Like, how do you... Actually, police that like last year. I can't imagine George getting in Lewis's way at Abu Dhabi on purpose.
1: Yeah,
0: Latifi. Yeah, that's different. But um, do you know what I mean? How do you police? I that I don't
1: remember any of the Mercedes customer teams ever assisting Mercedes. I think directly. so. I think
0: they move out the way relatively smoothly. Oh yeah. I think we didn't notice it because Mercedes were so dominant anyway, and we yeah. didn't particularly have a problem with it. Yeah. But like Racing Point, and they they used to move out the way pretty sharpish with Aww. the blue flags not like Fatal and the blue flags today But he was like pass this blue <laughs> um, oh sad right we've got uh, Mansi wanting to speak so let's approve Mansi
1: hi Mansi is, is our like speaker button not working oh no she's here I think is that Vision uh, yeah guys um, I, I just I, I to I just wanted to add um, from my side from the, the
3: review from the race um, that I feel like with the conspiracies between Red Bull and AlphaTauri is because I feel like there was no radio that we could hear yeah. to find out exactly why they didn't if AlphaTauri really felt like the call was not really they should have just boxed them and not just sent Yuki out and to clear the, the conspiracy they could have just let Alphantile could have just said, Hey, this was a communication where why Yuki was uh, spending so much time with the, the technical team and saying, Hey, um, yeah, don't go out. We're just going to box the car because there's no use. Because even when they pitted uh, Yuki, he was not even on the point. So why send him out? Because
1: it yeah. was almost in the, in the halfway of the race. So, I mean, there was no really point. They could have just boxed the car um, as well. I really feel like. The strategy for Merck really was not up to the standard. Yeah. Um, if, if, if drawers can just say, hey guys, I'm pitting,
3: cool. They could have just spoken to Lewis. Hey Lewis, looking at the data, do you want a box or do you want a, are you comfortable or you can read it? Because they have the data. They could read and say, hey Lewis, we are overriding. Whatever you feel, the data is saying we could fight for P2. Yeah. They could have told him that. And I don't think even Red Bull could have really um, just said, hey, risk cheating or whatever for yeah. a home race because they're well ahead. I mean,
1: why risk all of that just for one simple race? Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think rather than the on track stuff being more conspiracy theories, the thing that concerns me more is Alfatari slash Toro Rosso slash Minardi, whoever they are. They yeah. used to have a fifty percent sized wind tunnel in Italy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of the other teams have moved to sixty percent sized wind tunnel, which apparently is better. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's bigger. Bigger is better. Yeah. Um, but AlphaTauri have moved their team mm-hmm. to Milton Keynes and run off the same facility oh, that Red Bull do. That's
1: disgusting. And
0: teams have done this in the past like I remember other teams used to use Toyota's wind tunnel and things like that but the teams um, they, they have to keep all the data separate from each other they can't share data but what's what's really tricky here is AlphaTauri buy customer parts from Red Bull which is legal yeah and while you can't share data how do you stop these engineers chatting in the canteen yeah I and mean, be like, hey, we tried out that wing that you've given us, and we did this, and we did that, and this is what we were finding. And it, you know, yeah. it, it's that informal stuff. How do you police that? How? And so, I don't know, I think it's really tricky.
1: Honestly, I don't think we'll ever prove that Alphatori and Red Bull colluded, because I think that, like you said, Alphatori knows what Red Bull wants so well now, they can just kind of do the thing before they're asked to do it. And I think really what needs to happen is B-teams need to be like banned and... Alvatore needs to be turned into its own like.
0: T- I have a weird tangent, but it's kind of relevant
1: Okay, then I have actually I want to respond to something Vision said So do your tangent No, no,
0: my tangent is going to go for a while
1: Okay, so Vision, I just want to say The only thing I disagree with you And a lot of people have been saying it Is I don't think Mercedes got their strategy wrong In fact, I actually think For once in the last two years They re- they got it right And I say that because the only way Lewis was going to win is, Was to go long early on
0: No, I think the strategy <clears throat> Up to that stage second safety car yeah was good yeah it and was at a, that second yeah. safety car you can say actually in hindsight we should have been on softs but this plan to start but i think george, a i
1: think george breaking from the fold and mercedes allowing it to happen is i don't think it was a strategy team error i think it was george deciding to go on his own and people have been saying over and over that the george was advocating for himself yeah but this is the whole year we've been working as a team yeah. like no one's been advocating for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not fair for so George to the, pick this. I think the
0: team, like when they had Nico there, they had clear rules of engagement. If you're in this position by this lap, you will win the race. blah, yeah. blah, blah. They need to just have clear rules of engagement for Lewis and George Yeah. to be like, if we find ourselves in this scenario, this is what happens. The lead yeah. driver calls the strategy, yeah. not the one that's in P2. Yeah. Regardless of if it's George or Lewis, yeah. if you're the car in the front, yeah. you're the one that gets yeah. the strategy. So I forward. would
1: classify this as a major breakdown in communication rather than a strategy blender. RFI, yeah. what is your weird tangent?
0: So this thing about getting rid of B teams. We heard Stefano Domenicali say, we don't need more teams than F1. And this was in reference to Andretti. Poor guy. Now, really, we know this is because the 10 existing teams don't want to have to share the prize fund into 11 slices or 12 slices. They're quite happy with their 10 slices of money. Yeah. Um, but from a fan, I would love to have 11, 12, 13, oh, yeah. 14 teams. And I think this whole thing of B teams, yeah, they should sell Alfa Tori to Audi and they should sell, um, they should open up a new team for Andretti. And mm-hmm. I, I want to see more teams because then you don't get a scenario where Daniel Ricciardo is going to be left with no drive or a reserve drive yeah. next year.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. But then I don't know how practical it would be, but I think it'd be cool. Hey, we have two other requested speakers, Pranusha and Mansi are back. So we'll let Manti go first. Uh, yeah, Mansi, you can just unmute yourself and give us your hot take. Uh, with,
2: with respect to the whole uh, UK thing, I think uh, uh, Red Bull and AlphaTauri engineers just need to trust their drivers. Like even in uh Miami, I think when Checo said that he was losing time, the engineer said that oh you got a toe, that's why you were faster. He lost three fucking seconds. Like three, you don't lose three seconds if you lose <laughs> a toe. That that's not so. If if your driver is uh saying, especially if a second driver is saying that something is wrong with the car, just trust them because they are the ones who are actually driving the car if they just trusted yuki the first time he would have gone into the pits yeah and they would have just retired the car but they are like oh no you are going to go out too large down and uh, we will see what we can do there's, there's no point in doing that just trust your driver and that is the reason because of what happened last year it's it's not just about whether uh, red bull and alpha tauri colluded together it's also like my faith in fia even investigating it is gone like i don't yeah. think even if there was reasonable if there is going to be a an investigation or if there is going to be it might just be similar to the abu dhabi investigation right a human error pit stop or whatever like yeah we, we can do... I have like, The credibility is so short.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: It's just... I think what... To speculate.
0: What's really difficult is we look at Formula One as this... Um, you know, they, they keep using the phrase, pinnacle of motorsport, pinnacle of motorsport. And I think we expect the best from them. And we hear about all these space-age aerodynamics and this like, wow, they have like 9 billion computers Um, doing all the strategy stuff. We think about them as, like, excellence. Maybe the way we think about NASA or something like that. Mm -hmm. But actually, we realise all of these things are people just winging it. Mm -hmm. And, like, the FIA, for all its titles, is just more incompetent people winging it?
1: Well, they shouldn't be winging it. They're professionals. They get paid a lot of money. Yeah,
0: but I'm a professional. How often am I winging on my job?
1: Oh my God, please don't tell me you are winging it.
0: <laughs> Everyone's winging it. That's the thing. When you're a kid, you think grown-ups know what they're doing. And when you're a grown-up, you realize you still have no idea what you're doing. Oh my and God, that is, is
1: terrifying.
0: And, and that's what the FIA is.
1: Are you telling me the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Liz Truss, is winging it? Yes, oh 100%. My oh, my God. <laughs> Pranusha, you had something to say? You can unmute yourself.
0: She's falling asleep. Poor uh, thing. It's 5 a.m. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, but speaking of Danny Ricardo, because you had a good theory for him. Yeah. Let's discuss what happened with, you know, his seat. The ongoing Oscar Piasco saga. I wish yeah. we had a soundbite for that. <laughs> Oscar Piasco. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. There we go.
0: A Regular segment every week where we talk about Daniel Ricciardo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just like I was on another podcast where it, w- it was called Who's Your Bias? Because yeah. it's about K pop and there's biases in K pop. Yeah, and every episode I was on, I brought up Schumann, who was a bias. Mm. And uh, just like that, Daniel Ricciardo is the Schumann of uh Formula One. So let's let's do it. What's happened with Daniel Ricciardo since last we were doing this? I thought
0: so. He said he's not too proud to take a reserve role and try and get back into Formula One in 2024. He said his priority is Formula One and he's not looking at other racing series at this time. Um, For a while we all thought he would just go back to Alpine but basically it looks like Gasly's going there. So Ricardos' options are Williams or Haas and he would have to displace um, Latifi which is probably doable or Mick Schumacher which I think commercially probably doesn't want to do yeah um so i think the most likely things now are he's either going to end up in williams which i actually think is unlikely or he's going to take a reserve role with maybe mercedes or something
1: poor stoffel man like he won a championship he can't hold on to his reserve role
0: no but like a team (laughs) can take multiple like esteban gutierrez is still like a test driver for mercedes nice so I think yeah, I'm, I think he's gonna
1: end up taking a, a sabbatical. I, I don't. He doesn't want to drive for Haas. Haas wants him, I think, more than anybody else. He's not gonna drive for Haas. He's like America. That's below me. So he loves America. I don't, I'm just joking.
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I think Haas's problem is Mick Schumacher is too big a name, and he's actually getting a l- bit better, a bit better. He's not. He's not doing bad enough that it's an obvious decision yeah. to get rid of him. Yeah. Um. So I think. I, this is, I, I keep coming back to this. I think Formula 1 needs another three teams. Yeah. There was a point in time where there were 26 cars on the grid. Yeah. And we, we need to get back to that. We had a lot
1: of bad drivers in those days too for what it's worth. Who you know? was the worst? The Indonesian guy. Rio Hariento. Yeah. What about
0: Merez? I don't know that. Roberto Merez from Spain. I don't know who he is. <laughs> He's back in Formula 2 now, I think. He wow. went backwards.
1: No. So, I think that... Ricardo will take a sabbatical has got the McLaren seat I think Pierre Gasly will move to Alpine And Colton Herta will take his spot The only question I have is When Latifi gets dropped from Williams Who takes his spot? You think Logan Sargent?
0: Right If I was in charge of Williams I'm trying to Make a decision with my brain But my heart is going to say Nick DeVries but you know why oh, I'm say Nick Yeah, I know Only so I could do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme
1: Not only that, you have a specific line you're going to say Right? Oh, he's cold I once checked him for a cold
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met him Therefore, I'm glad he's on TV That's how it works
1: Also, I have a little bit of a cold That's why I'm kind of coughing in the side. of anybody hears that Ignore it, okay Normally, I would mute myself But this is high-stakes real-world live show No yeah, I'm muting
0: yourself Yeah, we did edit you
1: out We do, however, have two new speakers Let's set Let Dirty Side of the Grid... That's what it is, right? Yeah, Dirty Side of the Grid. You guys can go first, unmute yourself, and tell us what's on your mind. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks for letting me on. I've
0: uh, listened a couple times on my funny stuff. Thank you. I
3: had a question that was sparked when you mentioned Daniel Ricciardo.
1: Now, uh, this crossed my mind earlier today. I was thinking...
3: Based on the fact that the top three teams have all of their seats taken up this means Daniel can either try and b- bring up a midfield team to the top, or he can uh, take up a lead role in like Williams or whatever. Essentially, the same task, but maybe more developing a young driver kind of thing. Yeah. Than, like a backmarker. Do you think it's too little, too late with his whole happy-go-lucky hop in the car and drive it? Uh, stance that he's taken.
1: Because I believe I remember interviews with him saying, you know, he doesn't really care too much for the engineering. He just hops in the car and drives
3: it. But now obviously seeing if he can't adapt to his driving style
0: and he's struggling to understand the new regulations or the McLaren or whatever's going on with him. Mm. But, you
3: know, if he's struggling to do with this, then he I mean I guess he wouldn't fit too well in either of those
1: examples of teams i mentioned does he still deserve his spot on the grid that's a good question
0: yeah i think the from era to era what a formula one driver needs to be able to do is very different um and i've said this before i think fernando would have been more successful if he was a driver in the 80s i think you know back in the day like after lewis my favorite driver of all time is jim clark And what drivers then needed to be able to do was give huge amounts of feedback and have all this mechanical knowledge because there wasn't data. There wasn't, um, you know, telemetry or anything like this. It was all just coming from the driver's bum. Um, Nice. And, you know, what Schumacher did was different. I think he was the first, you know, it it used to be a fun thing for rich boys to do. Whereas in my mind, Schumacher was the person that made, like, he was the first professional athlete. Yeah. Right? And he built up a team around him. And I think that's one of the strengths that Lewis has had with Mercedes is even if he doesn't have the engineering knowledge that people around him do, he knows how to communicate and inspire people around him. And I think someone like Alonso has pure raw talent. And the, the, the bit I look at with Alonso is he quit Alpine, a team that has taken him three times, And won him world championships. Yeah, He didn't even have the courtesy to tell them. He was moving to Aston Martin. You know. And if that's the point that that relationship has got to. That didn't happen overnight. That slowly slowly. And if. I think Daniel Ricciardo. You know people were doing deals behind his back. Yeah. And if you're someone that can't. Inspire people around you. I think in modern Formula One. That's a problem. It's not good enough just to be able to get into the car and drive. Yeah. I think you have to be able to. Build people to work for you. It's
1: kind of the role that uh, George Russell had at Williams. He was a bit of a leader. 100%. I think Daniel, if he takes a sabbatical, if he gets his seat in 2024, that will be his last chance to pull anything off in Formula 1. If he doesn't, then I think that's the end of his career. But it's possible. Kevin Magnussen wasn't necessarily the leader that we all think of. right? It's not like he led Haas from the red Mm. into the black. But he came back. So I do think it's possible. Same with Aslan Okan, had to take a year off and then he came back. It's possible. It's just a tough end to a career, yeah. and you can tell that he really wants to hold on. Ellie, you uh, are another speaker. Did I get your name right? Yes, I did. Ellie, why don't you unmute yourself and let okay. us know?
3: Yeah. So uh, uh, good evening to everyone, or uh, good afternoon, depends where you're from. Yeah. So I wanted to um, ask a question about the culture and heritage. Uh, uh, situation, so we know he doesn't have uh, the license points to get into F1. So, uh, uh what are Red Bull going to do? Like, are they going to appeal it to
0: anyone, or uh what's the status on that?
1: Can I ask you something real quick, Ellie, Are you an, from America? You said you sound like you have an American accent. Are you Eli or
0: Eli? Uh it's. Uh, and I'm
1: from the Middle East, so yeah, completely different place. Okay, I was gonna say, woo, American listener! But that's okay. Woo, Middle Eastern listener! Yeah, Yeah, the super license system is super weird. I looked into it a while ago. I forgot who I was, like, trying to count to see if they had enough points. But I, I, like, went into Wikipedia and, like, IndyCar counts for so little. And I I get that it's not on the level of Formula 1, but it's definitely at the level of, like, Formula 2. So, I feel like it should be equal that if you win races in Formula 2, you get the same amount of points in IndyCar.
0: Um, I think the thing about super license, like it didn't used to exist in the past, right? Yeah. And when they brought it in, there was always the question of being able to get special dispensation for people. Yeah. So, uh, Kimi Raikkonen did not meet the criteria, but Sauber got special dispensation for him yeah. to bring him in. It was brought in because people complained about pay drivers, people that would come and race. And in a lap, be five, six, seven seconds slower. Oh, I could do that. Right. So, yeah, I would love to do that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it was brought about as a concept to eliminate pay drivers. So, even though we, you know, make fun of people like Latifi and whatever, deep down we all know he does a job much better than any of us could. And yeah. he has, in a sense, earned his place there. But what's been left behind with this whole new super license concept is there's still the snobbery from the FIA whoever decides this of, you know, they have in their mind what a driver should be. It would be someone that's won one of their series. Yeah. Not one, uh, someone that's from Japan or America. Uh, like they just look down on these things. What? Exactly. So they, I think they need to be broader. Um, but also if a team is approaching them and saying, we want this driver, um, Like, the way Sauber, you know, they tested Kimi Raikkonen and were like, oh, wow, this guy's really got something. And they went to the FIA and said, we need to give this guy a license. If the team is going to the FIA, it's going to be accepted because the idea of it was to stop bad drivers coming in. And no team now is going to take a bad driver.
1: There was, like, another driver. I'm not sure whatever happened to him, but... Uh, his name was like Max Ver something. He also needed special dispensation <laughs> oh, yeah, to get in, he right? didn't even
0: have a driving license.
1: Yeah, what's his name?
0: So <laughs> they, they created a rule after he joined that you have to be 18 years old uh, and you have to hold a driving license. and yeah. I remember um, reading about it when he went for his driving license and he passed first time. And, uh, incredible. But could you imagine if he didn't?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Jensen
0: Button <clears throat> failed. First time.
1: His super license or his normal license? No,
0: normal driving license.
1: Yeah, that can't get, he can't drive.
0: I, do, <laughs> I don't know about Lewis, if Lewis passed first or second time. He
1: doesn't have his license yet. Lewis has a driving license. He just drives and nobody pulls him over because he's like, that's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Of course he can drive. Uh, but here's another thing about the Colton Hurt thing. Is he the first American driver I want to see in Formula One? Well, first in a while. I think Scott Speed was maybe the last American driver. No, right? Rossi. Oh, Alexander yeah. Rossi is there. <clears throat> that's right. I don't know if I mean he's good. I've watched him in IndyCar. He's like good, but is he like the best? I think award is better. Alex Palou, well, he's from F two actually. He's better.
0: What I would love to see is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come back to Jim Clark. So Jim Clark, the reason I'm so impressed by him because while he was winning Formula One championships, would also go race in Formula Two. Yeah. He'd go race in IndyCar. Yeah. He'd go win the Indy five hundred. He'd go. To Australia and race in the Tasman series and like sports cars. And we're just doing these things all the time. And they have
1: an entire series named after the, the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes? Yes. Oh my God, we need to go to Australia.
0: <laughs> but um, I I would love to see drivers be able to... You know the way like Fernando or Nico Hulkenberg went and did like a little bit of Le Mans. And yeah, Imagine you had more spaces in Indy and you had more spaces in Formula 1. And drivers could just move backwards and forwards. And it wasn't such a thing of, if you go to IndyCar, your F1 career is over. Imagine Ricardo was able to go do a year of Indy and come back. I mean, the only person in recent history that's done things like that is Fernando. But imagine that was a common and normal thing to do. It would be great for fans because people like me would start watching NASCAR. We watched because Kimi Raikkonen was doing a NASCAR thing recently. Yeah crashed out through no fault of his own yeah but it was still interesting yeah um and just as a a general motorsport fan i think it would do a lot to the snobbery of formula one to allow some of this cross-pollination
1: yeah um is pranusha awake is she requesting or she's still asleep i think she is awake let's bring her in and then we're actually gonna close the show because that's all we have in our show notes for today (laughs) pranusha what do you have to say Okay, maybe that didn't work, or it did it? Who knows? Why is Twitter like this? Don't know. Build a competent platform, Twitter. I'm
0: grateful that we've managed to get this far though without it crashing. Yeah, I've been in so many spaces. <laughs> well, crashing. the
1: first attempt crashed 30 seconds in. So.
0: But yeah. Honestly, I'm so grateful to all these people for attending. Um, we never expected so many people to come along. I know there's other spaces out there with like 500 people, but we're just. A small little podcast trying to have a good time. So thank you to everybody for coming along tonight and sharing your thoughts.
1: And congratulations to Manzi for winning our Zandvoort track. I will be in a plane during the Italian Grand Prix. I don't know how I'll try to watch it. But we will try to have an episode out. And then, like I said before, we're going to be releasing the audio versions of our Donuts and Drivers episodes. And we have a whole bunch of other stuff coming. So stay tuned. Follow us at Slow Pit Stop on Twitter, Spotify, Slow Pit Stop, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, And, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye. How do I end this?